Walter. Hey guys, welcome back to the Frisco Report. It is Tuesday, and you know what that means. Me and Joe is about to blow your mind with some cowboy news. Joe, how are you? We're doing real good tonight. Ready to get into these topics of the Cowboys. It's never a dull moment in Cowboys land. <laughs> never. Never. And we're just going to in, jump into this, guys. We're going to talk about the NFL PA holding uh, player meetings. We're going to talk about should the Cowboys add another wide receiver? And if so, how are they going to do it? And then most likely to happen, right? We, we brought you outside the box last week. Now we're going to bring you m- what's more likely to happen. So stay tuned for that. But Joe, let's jump into this. Tell me what you know about the NFL PA holding uh, meetings with these players. Yeah, so Randall Cobb, you know, a former wide receiver of the Cowboys, now playing with the Houston Texans. He sent out a tweet to all his players that encouraging them to all join this phone call that's going to take place on Thursday, basically to to outline expectations for the season, uh, details like that. So, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to talk about what to expect, testing, what happens if somebody gets sick, what, what's the protocol going to be, you know, from the NFL Players Association, because at the end of the day, these guys need to take care of themselves as well. They have families, contracts, how is everything going to get played out, but I think that's going to be an interesting phone call, and I think more news will come from this. So everybody keep an eye on that one there on Thursday. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on it because, I mean, it's going to determine a lot. You know, they're already talking about cutting uh, training camp to 75 to 80 players. So you can already see 15 players cut before this thing even kicks off. And they hadn't earned a paycheck. They haven't even earned anything. I don't even know if the Dallas Cowboys even signed their draft picks yet. So. You know, there's a lot going on here at stake for a bunch of lives right now due to this COVID stuff. And, I mean, even outside of football too, Joe. And yeah. But, you know, I, I think it's smart. And these players need to be informed because it's all about their health. Yes, as fans, we want football, but we don't want to be greedy and just say put them out there. Yeah. Fans or no fans. So I'm so glad the Players Association is taking this stuff seriously, Joe. Absolutely. You know, it's uh... – it's all about communication, you know, football, baseball, whatever sports is, people on their own jobs. You got to be informed because sometimes information is scarce, you know, so it's good to keep the communication lines open with the players. Well, will there be, you know, a reduced season? Uh, will, will, will there be a full season, Joe? So, you know, this is the question we've been talking about here at the Frisco Report for a while, you know, and uh, Goodell, you know, says that it's, it's a full go, uh, but then you get Demore Smith, who's, you know, the guy over there at the NFLPA that, that says, you know, he's not so sure. So, you know, you're hearing different things from different people. Uh, Rodney Harrison, former player, you know, Patriots, he came out and said, how are we, how is this going to happen? You know, how are they really going to have an NFL season? So, it seems like more and more people are kind of starting to speak out on this. It's, it's making me a little nervous. Like, you know, um, I think we're just going to have to see how it goes with uh, basketball. They're going to be the ones that are going to really hit this thing with their hit the ground running, you know, to say, 
yeah, I think that's going to be a little bit of a clue. If, if they're able to handle this, um, I think it'll, it bodes well for the NFL season. So we'll see, man. My, my mindset, Joe, right off the bat, there's not going to be an NFL season. Because if I train my brain to think, yes, there is going to be an NFL season, and there's not, I'm going to be devastated. It's going to hurt. So I'm going in with the mindset, pretty much, you know, hoping for the worst, but praying for the best. You know what I mean? Um, so that, that that's my mindset. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, are thinking the same way too. And we'll see, man, that's true to be determined. But moving on here, let's talk about the Cowboys wide receiver depth, Joe. Should the Cowboys add another wide receiver, right? We got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, the first round pick in CD Lamb. Are you comfortable with a guy like Devin Smith or walk me through your mindset on this wide receiving court? Well, that's the thing. You know, I think a lot of us have gotten a little bit complacent on, um, you know, the depth here at wide receiver, you know, just that we got these three Ferraris. We talk about Cooper. We talk about, you know, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, who, you know, both these guys, Cooper and Lamb, I mean, Cooper and uh, Gallup had thousand yard seasons like that in itself is a, is an amazing feat you know so getting lamb you know has everybody thinking oh you know we're gonna be unstoppable what happens if there's an injury you know knock on wood mm -hmm. uh but then you you know gotta move people around who then becomes a slot guy and um how, how much faith do you have in devin smith what's the story behind that it was it devin smith not getting along with sanjay law we kind of heard a little bit of rumblings that you know the receivers you know, weren't really getting along with Sanjay Law and, and that kind of thing. So will he get another shot at this legitimate shot? You know, does somebody step up from the undrafted, you know, realms? Um, John V. Johnson, these guys, they just don't really uh, give me that much confidence, you know, and, and I think that's why training camp, and if we get any preseason games, it's going to be really, really big. But for me right now, I feel that outside the top three, it's a whole bunch of question marks. You know, like you just have a, too many question marks for me. So that being said, I feel like the Cowboys should be proactive and maybe, uh, you know, see how things look in camp in uh, preseason. Uh, maybe they do something before all this even starts. Maybe they make a trade. So free agent trades. What, what's your feeling on it, Mike? Well, yeah, you talk about the preseason, right? And you know, they, they're already talks, and not to backtrack from our first topic, but they're, they're talking about taking away two preseason games with the Cowboys yeah. would, lot, would, would lose three of them, right? But I, I'm, I'm looking at the Cowboys wide receiver depth here. You know, Noah Brown, uh, Noah Brown, excuse me. We got um, yeah. Ventel Bryant, mm. you know, um, John, uh, John Vea Johnson, you're talked about, uh, Tevin Jones, Aaron Parker. Uh, you know, Devin Smith, Cedric Wilson, you know, if there's just going to be two preseason games, there's not going to be a lot to judge these guys on unless they really wild during training camp. And, you know, they, they, they shut down our corners like a, like a, like a Trayvon Diggs or, uh, you know, Cheeto Bay and Anthony Brown, like they have to like, wow, this coaching staff, but I'm with you, dude. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go out there and try to go get him a wide receiver. Um, you know, to upgrade that because your fourth wide receiver, who does it back up? Amari Cooper. It backs up Michael Gallup. It, it backs up the X and the Y. You know, uh, no. we're fortunate 
that C.D. Lamb can play all three positions. But if, if, if something goes down, it's happened before on NFL football teams. Both of your stud wide receivers go down. You know, we can't put all the, the whole boatload on, on a rookie in C.D. Lamb. I say go, go, go out there and go get you somebody. Yeah, and, and a couple of names to keep in mind. Um, I did this way early in the offseason, and it's still uh, a couple of players that, that really are still on my radar. Curtis Samuel, the Panthers, um, you know, came out in the 2017 draft as a running back, has a 4-3-1 speed. His uh, progression has been a little slow, but last season he had a pr- pretty decent amount of receptions. Could he be had in a trade, you know? Um, yeah. He's a guy to keep an eye on. He can give you a little bit of pop in the return game as well. Uh, Christian Kirk from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I've seen people talk about him as well. This is a player I've mentioned as well. Uh, 5'11 out of AM, plays for the Cardinals, 4'47 speed in the 40. Um, hasn't really caught on there with, with the uh, Cardinals. And, you know, they have a lot of receivers in the mix now. You know, they have Andy Isabella, and they have a. Um, new players that they're continuing to add in. So is he an, an odd man out? Maybe they want to flip him and, and get something in return before he hits free agency. And he's young. What I like about the Cowboys, they, they, they try to make moves where they get some youth. So Samuel, Christian Kirk, <clears throat> you know, 23 and 24. Doris Fountain out of the Colts, 6'2", 210. Okay. Pretty fast guy, possession receiver. Cowboys brought him in during the 30 visits during that draft class. Um, he suffered an injury that cut his season short. So would he be a possibility? Kenny Stills is another one uh, from the Texans. Why I like him, 6'1", he's an eight-year veteran, and he's with the Texans. Right now, the Texans are ripe for getting their eyes poked out. They continue to make bad trades. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm making a phone call, see if you can – nab him for a six-round pick and poke their eyes out. Kenny Stills is a guy to keep an eye on. The other thing that I want I want people to also keep in mind is who's going to be your return guy? You know, is it going to be a Vintel Bryant? Um, is it going to be Tony Pollard? Who is it going to be? That's what a good in- question. One interesting note, Mike, Darius Anderson, the undrafted free agent for the Cowboys, running back out of TCU, has kick return experience. He did it uh, at TCU, so I think this is a player that the Cowboys might want to mold into. But if Fossil wants to get a playmaker uh, there in the return game, and if you look at some of the teams around the league, it's actually a position of value for some teams. The Dolphins, they just extended uh, Jakeem Grant, a 5'7", 170-pound return guy. You know, he got a four-year extension, $24 million, $6 million a year for a return guy. So some teams are starting to get on board with you got to have that specialist. We talk about being complete in all phases of the game. Cowboys, they might consider a move like that to make a trade. Fossil, if he doesn't see a guy on the team, may, may you know, knock up McCarthy's door and say, hey, we got to get somebody in here. You know? <clears throat> Guys, did y'all just hear that? Did y'all just hear that breakdown from Joe? That's why I love working with this man. He talked about contracts from other teams. He talked about players hitting gyms on other teams. This is why I love working with only the best of the best right here on the Frisco Report. Take that knowledge. Soak that stuff in, Joe. Wow. How do you do it? <laughs> that was that was homework with extra credit, bro. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's what we do here, man. I, you know that we want to give this content out to you guys on a weekly basis, no fluff, just pure, you know, stuff to keep in mind, something to to put into your head, you know. That was great work, Joe. Absolutely. That was that was great work. But um, no, I think you hit it right on the head with a lot of those players. Um, you know, and, and and Jerry Jones, he'll he'll find you a gym. He found Cole Beasley. Unrestricted, uh, undrafted free agent. He found Miles Austin, undrafted free agent. Um, you know, he can go find you some players, whether it's on the street, whether it's going to be a tryout before training camp starts via trade. Now, you, you can come at me with, you know, they really haven't been really good trading wide receivers, but, you know, the last taste of my mouth, Joe, was Amari Cooper. And I, yeah. I'm not even looking for an Amari Cooper. I'm looking for someone that can back up Amari Cooper. Yeah. Someone that can play the slot. Someone that can back up Michael Gallup. You know, that's all I'm asking for because none of the players on this team, they don't wow me. And and I hate to say that because I haven't even seen them. Yeah. But but there's still cause for concern there. And if I was going to play a game right now and I lose Amari Cooper, it's going to be hard for Dak Prescott to, you know, be that 40-burger, hashtag 40-burger team that everyone wants to be. Yeah, you got to have all contingency plans. Not only – you know, some of this conversation, obviously, we're talking about sustaining injuries and what do you do if you if, if your depth gets hurt. You also got to keep in mind the whole COVID thing. If a player gets sick, you have to imagine that they're going to be quarantined for 14 days minimum. Some some people stay positive for weeks, you know. So um, that's something to keep in mind. So if you can bolster this roster, Mike, and you and I have been on top of this since the get-go, uh, get better, you know. Don't settle. Don't settle. And that's for any position. You know, we, we, we yeah. talked about we talked about a lot of these positions, especially on defense. Yeah. Um, but that, and that's for every position, guys. So keep that in mind. But Joe, let's move into our little segment here. Let's do it. Most likely to happen, right? Most likely to happen. Zeke, 1,500 yards or Amari Cooper, 1,500 yards in 16 games. I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott, 1,500 yards. I feel that uh, I think they're going to spread the ball more out, you know, at, at the wide receiver uh, with Coop, Lamb, Gallup. Not to say that it, it, it can't happen, but for me, my money's more on, on Zeke running behind this hopefully improved offensive line. I, I, that's a no-brainer, Joe, because Zeke will get you 1,300 yards a year. He led the NFL – two out of the four years that he's been in the league or two out of five or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Statistics are good. But I'm going to go with the oddball here. I'm going to say it's it, it's more likely to happen that Amari Cooper gets 1,500 yards. Kellen Moore actually gets to open, spread, actually spread his wings and fly under a guy, a head coach like Amari Cooper. You look at the wide receivers that Aaron Rodgers had. Jordan Nelson's one of them. He's had good numbers. He's been to multiple Pro Bowls under Mike McCarthy's offense. Zeke, with Tony, we've been screaming, Tony Pollard, touch more balls. We're going to give our star running back, we're going to save his legs for the entire season because when it comes to playoffs, that's where we're going to pound you, Joe. So it's more likely that Amari Cooper gets 1,500 yards and, you know, people are coming at me now. Hey, we got, got C.D. Lamb. We got Michael Gallup. Last time I checked – Mark Cooper had a thousand, Michael Gallup had a thousand, and Randall Cobb was only two hundred yards away from a thousand. You can still distribute, and people still can eat, Joe. 
Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that for the season and follow up and see what happened. Hopefully both happen. <laughs> that, you know, if both happen and your defense gets 40 sacks, if the Cowboys ain't in the Super Bowl, something went wrong. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Number number two, Gerald McCoy, six sacks, or the secondary with six interceptions? I'm going to go with Gerald McCoy on this one uh, only because – he has a history of getting sacks and to the quarterback and he's transformed his body to come off the ball quicker. He's a little bit leaner. Um, so I do, I do see him getting the six sacks for the secondary. I got to see it. You know, who's, who's going to step up and, and nab those passes, you know, out of the air. Who's it going to be? I got to see it. You know, it's funny. Jared McCoy is going to get you five sacks anyway. His stats show it. So Joe, I'm going opposite. I'm going right. with that this defense, the secondary. Now, I don't want to call it no purge squad. That's dead and gone. But this new and improved 4-3 hybrid 3-4 defense. I heard Xavier Woods speak. I just heard Jordan Lewis speak on DC.com, right? They're hungry for this football. They get to play to their strengths. We've seen Jordan Lewis play to his strengths. Yeah. He got picks. I can't wait to see it. I've seen Xavier Woods play to his strengths in Louisiana Tech. He got picks, Joe. I'm excited to see this defense finally get interceptions. And I think I'm going to say Gerald McCoy still gets his six sacks. But I'm going to predict right now, Joe, that the secondary gets 13-plus turnovers. 13 turnovers or 13 interceptions? Hey. <laughs> Let's get some clarity here. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you guys some clarity here. 13 interceptions. Yeah. So that's that's a bold prediction. That's a segment we're definitely going to hit up here again. We'll have to revisit that. That's definitely a bold prediction. Now, again, if we hit both these marks, man, we, we got to be in the playoffs. And th- those are those are lofty numbers. And if you if you nail them, you're in great position, you know. I don't even think Cowboys had a three tech to even crack more than five sacks. I mean, David Irving played the one, so don't get that confused. I don't even think Malik Collins ever got close to five sacks. So if McCoy can get six sacks out of that three technique, it hasn't been done in a while, Joe. Yeah, I think Malik had five. I want to say like his, maybe his rookie year or year two. He had it early in his career, um, but yeah, it's 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 been uh it's been rare. You know, we've been we haven't had a good pass rusher from the defensive tackle position since Jason Hatcher, you know, and uh, that was a move too little, too late. You know, they they should have had Hatcher there throughout his career, but you know they had to deal with with different coaching changes and that kind of thing. You know, with Parcells, uh, Phillips, Garrett, so a wasted talent. Jason Hatcher out of Grambling. Hell of a player, wasted that talent, man. So yeah, man. So hopefully, hopefully one of these three tests can get out here and outshine somebody. Maybe we get a surprise, like Nabel Gallimore. Gallimore. But yes, you're you're absolutely right. Malik Collins in 2016 did have five sacks at the three tech position. But I hope both of them happen, Joe. Yeah, for sure. Last but not least, C.D. Lamb. CD with seven TDs or 
Blake Jarwin at 700 receiving yards. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with C.D. Lamb seven touchdowns. You know, I think uh, I think that's a good mark. You know, I, I broke down the expectations of a first one, a first round wide receiver, and what they do in the Cowboys 88 club. And you know, the averages are are lower uh, lower than that, right? But I think C.D. Lamb is in a great position right now. He comes onto a good team that's really stacked on the offensive line wide receivers open up things you're you're running back you know you can't you can't stack the box somebody's gonna get open and for me cd lamb he has a chance to be you know uh eating there buffet style getting touchdowns whether it's on the outside inside whatever so i'm going for that jarwin i feel like i feel like he will have a, a decent season but you know generally speaking tight ends haven't had that much yardage here for the cowboys 700 i think is a is a high number could it happen maybe but you know i i I want the ball to get to my playmakers i feel it's the wide receivers i think that's a great point and i'm actually going to agree with you on this i honestly think cd lamb gets seven tds i i I can see that happening from that slot position from the x from the y um on on sweep right reverses you know what i'm saying I, I can see him getting seven touchdowns, Joe. But and that, that's no knock on Blake Jarwin, guys. No. Because we, we we finally got rid of the guy, uh, the GOAT, the legend, Jason Witten. And now it's they try to give him the realms with, 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 with Jeff Swaim and, you know, uh, Dalton, what's his name? Um, Schultz yeah. um, was, uh, you know, a rookie. And it just didn't work out, right? Um, now... He got to study more, Jason Witten. Didn't take things for granted. You know, he even said conversations got a little heated, but it's just for him to develop under a goat like Jason Witten, right? So I can still see Jarwin getting 500, but maybe maybe high 500 yards yeah. um, because we've seen him, you know, run those tight end post routes. Um, we, we've seen him run the seam route on a play action. Those were big splash plays that Blake Jarwin can still capitalize on. Yeah, absolutely. I think he will have – he definitely is going to have the opportunity. And if it doesn't happen this year, they will move on. That's one thing I do feel confident in um, Coach McCarthy. That, uh, you know, he doesn't he, he doesn't have a, a long window of <laughs> trying to develop a player. You know, and he'll bring in other guys in here. So, we do want that to happen, though. We do want uh, Blake Jarwin to be that guy, to pass that torch. And, you know, so uh, – we don't have to blow a pick on a, on a tight end, you know. The last one of more likely to happen. Is it going to be who's starting at the strong safety position? Ha-ha! Clinton Dix or Donovan Wilson? Who can start there, Joe? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, you got ha-ha Clinton Dix uh, on, on the, uh, the one-year deal, right? So... It's a one-year deal, so it's a, more of a prove-it deal. Can he salvage his career? He's kind of bounced around a little bit, you know, Packers, Bears, Redskins. So there's there's something there, you know, and, and you know, looking at some of his film, you see you see issues there with tackling and, and things like that. So uh, we'll see. Donovan Wilson, 
looks really, really well. And I just feel that if he takes that next level with his coach now in the mix, he might have an inside track to it. And, you know, we've talked about this. If the Cowboys bring in, whether it's a George Iloka or one of these other guys, and people get all enamored and they end up not even making the team. Not to say Clinton Dix won't make the team, but it really wouldn't surprise me if they just really go with the better player. McCarthy's going to do that. Yep. McCarthy's going to go with the better player. So, and if it's Donovan Wilson, let's roll with it. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. I'm, I'm trying to piece this here, Joe, right? We got HaHa Clinton Dix. We got Donovan Wilson. You still got restricted tenders that you can still use on a guy like Donovan Wilson, right? And no, no, I take that back. You don't because he was drafted. But you, you, he's still going to be there for the cheap, right? So I'm looking at this, right? HaHa Clinton Dix one-year deal. Do you sit Donovan Wilson, let him develop, and then plug him in when it matters and get get his feet wet before the playoffs? Do you take that risk? Do you take that chance? Or do you get a seasoned vet in there who's been, this is his fourth team. Yes, he was drafted by Mike McCarthy's staff and stuff, but I honestly think that you could possibly see HaHa start and Donovan Wilson go in there and, and, and clean it up. Yeah. No, that's, that's definitely uh, in the realm of possibility. And I think that's something that we're going to see in the secondary in general. I think same thing on the outside with Trayvon Diggs. Maybe they start to – maybe Worley's out there. Maybe it's Anthony Brown. Who, who, somebody's going to be out there competing with Trayvon Diggs, right? But at the end of the day, right. I think eventually Trayvon moves. I, I feel the same. You know, I think you make a good point there about safety because – and they've done this before where they, where they give the, the vet the – you know, the keys or whatever, but then they want to take a look and they want to see if they can get better there. So yeah, man, that for me, I think would be the ideal situation, you know, uh, let him get his feet wet and uh, take over. And then, then you can, you can squash (laughs) all of this trade talk about one of these high end safeties, you know, like, like, can we please develop somebody, you know, and if they can't, then draft somebody, you know, draft, draft their safety early. You know, it, I, I don't think that those strong safety talks are ever going to, you know, work out. Yeah. You know, Je- Jeff Heath, he had his moments, but he was consistent, right? And, you know, fans been calling for his head for years. Even if, I don't think Donovan Wilson, if he got that starting rule late, I don't think that he can ever meet the fans mind expectation of what a strong safety is supposed to do joe and 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 he's he's a really good safety i think even him he can he can interchange you know he's got the ball skills he's a ball hawk he can play the run um so he he does give you that a little bit of that flexibility you know so i like that about him you know i i like donovan wilson comes from a good program there out of a&m and like we keep saying that his coach is here now so he already knows the player, you know, so it's, it's good. It's a good situation to be in for him. And that will help my prediction for the second, or not really my, yeah, my, my prediction, my bold prediction on the defense getting 13 interceptions. <laughs> Ball hawk like Donovan Wilson, it just ties in hand in hand for me, Joe. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had a ball hawk at, at the safe position. You yeah, know? that's an understatement too. <laughs> yeah, it's been probably decades. It's crazy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, Joe, do you have anything on your end? That's it, guys. That's all we have tonight. Lots of great topics. 
uh, I, I hope you guys really enjoyed these tonight. Definitely, guys. Put your answer in the comment section below, yeah. wherever you're at. I will respond to them. I'll like it. Um, and, and, you know, let's, and let's engage. But, Joe, where can they even find this at? You can find this uh, on video on YouTube at Cowboys Blog. And you can also find the audio podcast on Podbean, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So um, we have this everywhere, guys. You know, if you, if you prefer the video, we do now have this available now on, on my channel, Cowboys Blog. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Frisco Report, and hit up the website www.thefriscoreport.com. We have the schedule out there, draft classes from previous seasons are out there. If you want to look at some history, we have it there, and merch. If you want to hit up merch like this here, Cowboys Blog, Captain, hit it up, grab you one, and tag us in it. Absolutely. And I don't want to shy you guys away from the podcast because any platform is great work, but I highly suggest go to Cowboys Blogs YouTube channel, click on that video, and just watch all the edits Joe puts in. I mean, uh, last week was our test run, Joe, and I got to tell you, man, that was beautiful work on the editing. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, and we know we can't do it without our subscribers. They help build what we have today so shout out to every single one of you guys hit subscribe hit that bell notification channel and hit up my boy over here mike hit him up and you can hit me up dallas cowboy football news on youtube and on facebook dcf news one on twitter guys just give me a mention give me a follow give me a dm that's how the conversation starts guys until next tuesday this has been your frisco report peace peace